Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hi, property magicians. So we are on episode 108. Can you believe it? So if you've just joined us, my name is Vangile Makokwa. I'm the host of the Property Magicians podcast. I'm also the founder of Wealthy Money. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income and live their best lives. But I am also, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter under Vangile Makwakwa or under Wealthy Money on Facebook. Definitely look under Wealthy Money, especially the Wealthy Money group, um, the Facebook group. That's where I am. I chat a lot about money stuff. With me today is my incredible and super gorgeous (laughs) co-host. Hello, super gorgeous (laughs) co-host. I am Dr. Miranda. I am... um, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm a property mentor for beginners in, in, in property. And I'm a doctor by day and I'm a mom in the evenings. And I'm a lover of this Property Magicians podcast and the co-host of Property Magicians. So most professionals end up working long, long hours and mm. for many, many years until they yeah. retire without learning how to multiply their money so that they don't work the long hours. Or even if you do, mm. you choose to stay in your job. But this is yeah. what I do. So I, I impart knowledge on how to grow your money without having mm. to work hard at it. And on this property, Magicians podcast that is sponsored by Wealthy Ones Property Stockfell. We are the co-founders of um, Wealthy Ones Property Stockfell that has got a vision of building a portfolio of 250 million rands. We are on our way there. In the past seven yeah. weeks, we have raised about 1.7 million and we have several businesses that we property businesses that we are going to be equity partners in. If you want to join us, please download the app Stockfella, S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A, Stockfella, and sign up and you will join our WhatsApp group and become part of growth in the collective sense. If you are not in South Africa and you are not able to access Stockfella app, that's still fine. You are going to find us at wealthy-money forward slash stockfell, S-T-O-K-V-E-L, so that you can join the Stockfell and you can deposit your money via a bank account. Yeah. So guys, just wealthy-money.com, right? And then forward slash stockfell. Thank you for reminding us about that, Mizo. Yes. Guys, it's been wow. We've oh got an incredible podcast guest for you. For you. Oh my, where do we even start? Okay. <laughs> so his name is Daniel and That's he idea. just blew us away. Right. He just, uh, he just talked about wealth, multiplying, or just wealth. Actually, this wealth. is what this podcast is about. Yeah. Today's podcast is it's about creating wealth, wealth and preserving it and passing it on. Yeah. And African wealth, right? African and African yes. billionaire building wealth and showing us how to 
He spoke yes. from property to wealth creation, mm. to trust funds, to preserving, to how to impact oh. our kids. Listen, uh, you are in for a treat. It's, it's yeah. so hard to conceptualize in words. Go listen for yourself. And this Honestly. one is a long one. This is one yeah, is a this long one. This one is a long one. <laughs> but guys, honestly, if I could actually put it into words, yeah. even our description, you'll notice we just say we can't quite explain what this podcast is about. You just have to listen for yourself. Um, word of advice, do get your journal, do get your pen and paper. Sure. You'll be taking many notes. And without totally. further ado, let's get started. Hi, Daniel. Welcome to our show. Welcome to the Property Magicians podcast. And thank you for saying yes. <laughs> thank you very much. I feel honored to be here. Yeah. Excited to have you here, Daniel. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Then so, do you want to start us off today? Yep. So, Daniel, tell us about yourself. Who are you as a human being? How do you define yourself as a soul? And what do you do for a living? Okay. So my name is Dan and I'm, I'm from deep rural Limpopo province. I'm the last born of five children. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've studied science all my life. So today I'm a space scientist and uh, my career is at the space agency in South Africa. So we work with satellites and I am very excited. I'm a married man. I have, uh, yeah. I have a wife and, and one wife, six children. <laughs> one, one wife and six children. Uh, yes, all girls. So I'm a father of oh, six yeah. girls. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. that is amazing! You're so lucky. I I know, well, right? <laughs> yeah, I can see the lobola coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not for love all our purposes i think um i don't know maybe it's just me but i think that um i don't know about the mother-daughter relationship definitely i have a lot to say on that but i think that um the father-daughter relationship can be quite cool so that's I'm like oh you're so lucky your, oh, yes. your girls are like your girls are lucky you know you are their first love so they learn mm. how to be loved by by a man through their dads that is that is amazing but here's my thing guys we have something called a space organization in in south africa i'm I'm telling you i found out about this when i found out about daniel i was like i'm I'm a space agency no i lie i when i was at salenbosch university they do a lot of work with satellites and i had to and part of the work i had to do was to raise money for space work and all that but honestly it just sounds so no it's not like I didn't have to really do that but part of fundraising is you want to get they always trying to get more young black kids to get sponsorship to study um, things like space and science and all these things so fascinated yeah yeah I studied at Stellenbosch by the way for one year only Okay. Why only? I can imagine. (laughs) Well, it was it was a it was a government sponsorship, and they were sponsoring black science graduates into engineering field, uh, satellite engineering. So yeah, I was there for only one year. 
Then I got my first job in the Western Cape, tracking satellites for the government. So. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. I am so, yeah, this country is so rich, guys. I just wish we could recognize it and treat it as such. But Daniel, you are on a property podcast now. Science, space, (laughs) satellite. You are on a property podcast and I'm trying to figure, to put the things together. And this is why this podcast fascinates me all the time, the type of people we attract. When and why did you even buy your first property? Were you thinking this is real estate investment or were you buying roof over the six girls? <laughs> well, I read a book, Robert Kiyosaki's book. This is the book oh. I credit with changing the way I think. I mean, all my mm. life, I, I've never... The last time I studied accounting or any commercial subject was in high school before subject choice. So after subject choice, I'm a science man through and through. So now I read this fantastic book and Kiyosaki says what the rich teach their children about money that the poor and the middle class do not. So this book excites me so much that I decide, you know what, if Robert Kiyosaki is rich dead, I'm going to be rich then. <laughs> oh, uh, isn't that so awesome, guys? <laughs> the book that you read was What the Rich Teaches teach that kids. the Poor Don't. Mm. Yes, Rich Dead, Poor Dead. First published in mm. 1997. I read it in 2002 because I started working in 2001. So mm. it's like oh, the true. very one of the first books I've read since I started working, and it practically just channeled. Then with that book only and the excitement of what Robert talks about, I actually uh, went ahead and purchased my first property on the eve mm-hmm. of my trip to Australia. And that was fantastic. And yeah, since then, I've never looked back. Oh, wow. So you purchased yeah. your first property. Um, yeah. Did you go live? Were you going to live in Australia or was it just a trip? <laughs> I was going to Australia for two to three months studying and then I would be back. So, oh. yeah, I knew I was coming back and uh, oh. I was still single as as, as single as it gets. So, yeah, uh, it happens to be the year my daughter was born and that was just before I, I married. I got married and failed flat down, you know. <laughs> mm. Failed is what? What 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 does that fail mean? Fail fail in marriage or the relationship? Fail in, fail, failed in marriage. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the relationship did not continue beyond one year, and so yeah, yeah. Uh, then 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 the yeah. I think after that first property, I also lost my parents within three months of each other. That was. Oh, wow. uh, a, a, a sudden, what we call a sudden emotional shock. It's a, it was a mm. paradigm shift. Mm. And immediately after that, I realized that I got excited from reading Rich Dead Poor Dead, but I really don't know what I'm doing here. And mm. that was a aha moment because when you know that you don't know what you don't yeah. know, yeah. it's an yes. opportunity to take steps to say, let me change this. Let me at least take lessons. And what I like, Robert Kiyosaki in Rich Dead Poor Dead says, 
Find a mentor, somebody who's been where you want to be and is willing mm. to teach you teach and you. take you there and show you the route to get in there. That's exactly what I did in 2004. Oh. Yes, oh, that's wow. what I did. I found a mentor and, mm-hmm. uh, oh my goodness, a mentor and a half and a quarter all in one. <laughs> so that's interesting though, Daniel, because... That. You know, when we are in the sciences, we, yeah. we tend to be little demigods as well for you to be willing to find a mentor. How did you even find a mentor? Someone who's listening is wondering, you know, there are mentors suddenly now it's accessible. But I'm mm-hmm. thinking 2003, yeah. 2004, where would you even begin finding a mentor? How did you find yours and why did you decide on that particular one? Mm. I love that. So Kiyosaki had taught me about passive income and that my job was not an asset because it only put money in my pocket when I work. And when I stop working, the money stops coming. And uh, so when he said, find a mentor, I started to put my ear. I had a property. You see, I had a property and uh, I I bought one in my personal capacity. And in that failed uh, relationship, we yeah. bought one jointly. And uh, okay. when, it, when it ended, I just uh, left everything and I continued as myself to find myself as Gen M properties. Mm-hmm. So finding a mentor was really about listening to what's available in the market. There was a guy, an Afrikaner guy, uh, who could hardly speak English. And his name is Hannes Dreyer. He had a website called www.property school. It was very fascinating. Like, eh, I've been to science school. Now I'm going to go to property school. This is Mm -hmm. my guy. Started checking him out on his website. He was making big promises, like, <laughs> I, I can change your life in one day. And <laughs> he, he, really, he really was saying, one day, give me one day, and oh ooh, I will change your life, and you will never be the same again. Right. So, and you were like, yeah, I'm down for this. I want my life changed in one day. <laughs> he, he really, I, I bought, so in July of 2004, I right. bought the, the beginner's course. He, he had a beginner's okay. course on six CDs that he sold for like mm-hmm. 700 rand, 600 and something. Okay. I bought okay. that so I can, after checking his website for months, mm-hmm. trying to check. And he had what we call free seminars he traveled oh. he, he lived in pretoria but he okay. would come to the western cape and i was in the western cape 2000 yeah, kilometers yeah. from home rural Limpopo. Yeah. so i used to attend the free ones because you didn't have to pay for the free ones you just come and sure. you listen to the guy for 90 minutes and then you get excited and you come again and again until you say no i think now i have had enough of what this guy is about And I'm inspired Mm. enough to take my first step. So it didn't start out as a mentorship. At first, it was just a guy who was offering training that I needed. Mm. So I bought the training material. And then he advertised this workshop called the Property Professional One Day Workshop. Okay. In which he said he was going to teach us five 
ways to buy property for free. I thought black now boy, this crazy. This this <laughs> this one I'm not gonna let it go. So yes, I I went and I paid them. I you know this is the thing. I realized that he his material was not cheap. I mean yeah. I was just earning over hundred thousand a year in the, yeah. around that time. Yeah. So it, one training would take my entire monthly salary. So I, I realized that the flat I had bought, my first property, yes. was not doing me any good because it is through it that I realized I really don't know. And especially when I had tenant challenges and started mm. to realize that mm -mm, uh, so I need to learn this thing and become a professional. So I sold it. So I sold it and I made 150,000 rand cash. That's amazing. That yes. is amazing. That's oh, amazing. What, what's, what's more amazing is that I wasn't earning 100,000, 150,000. Yeah. That is How much had you bought it for, though? Let's get that. Like you were earning less than 100,000 a year. That is intense. No, it wasn't less than 100. It was more. My first was, year when I started working, I, I got 100 a year. So it was, you know, in government. But then and it was, was in, 2004, right? 2004. So I'm sure things were different then. Yes, and uh, you know, in government, you get incremental annual increases, annual yeah. inflation. That's all. It, it's not like you gotta get. I didn't get any promotion until I left. So, Daniel, Daniel, you're definitely making government employment look less interesting. Sometimes. No, I'm telling it exactly as it is. I'm not decorating. I'm not taking away. I'm just telling exactly as it was. And we were young. You know, I, I started working at age 20, 25. So yeah. now I thought, wow, I'm going to, I sold the flat. I had the money. I knew that this money won't do me any good you know what it will do a 26 year old 27 year old i'll just take a few girls out and we have fun and it's finished in no time i would so have bought I a gti you know that yeah, yeah i bought a gti at 26 i bought a gti are you serious <laughs> oh yes me i had a gti a red gti you don't do nameless gti wow wow <laughs> i didn't even have a car I had a convertible, but it was gifted to me by a friend. So <laughs> great friends that love to gift me things. Like, guys, I accept gifts and cars. Thank you. <laughs> wow. 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 Yo, Daniel, you, uh, you are just making my day. So, so here you are for the first time. You have 150000 in your own bank account it is yes. like wow yes. yeah wow. but then you at least you had met um johannes dreyer what is his name yes yes uh, hannes dreyer he's dr hannes dreyer. dreyer today yeah dr hannes dreyer oh wow yes. okay wow. we should look him up mezo i know yeah so yeah. he's a white man uh, think about this so let me paint the scenario for you i'm yes, a, yes, I'm a black baby boy in the western <laughs> state province okay living 
living in a small town next to where the satellite ground station is. But every Friday I'm traveling to a place I know too well because I spend the whole year there while studying at Stellenbosch. So I lived, this flat I bought was at a beach town called Strand in the Western Cape. Oh, that's oh, where yes. my flat is. That's where my <laughs> oh my is. goodness. Listen like, to I that. Just We're just about talking about it yesterday. Night. Oh, we're just wow. talking about how awesome it is, and wow. it's a lovely wow. location. Yeah, did you buy the flat on Beach Road? No, it was just a little. It was like six six kilos or less from the beach. So yeah, it, it was you... facing uh, Gordon's Bay, that big nice oh. mountain, and so the oh view. Oh my gosh! The view was. Yeah. To die for. Yeah, Absolutely the views out amazing. there are to die for. I was just telling me, I always tell her that my apartment, we know the tenant, she knows the tenant that lives there and she just loves it because of the views. Oh, yeah. So yes. I wanted to say, you know, Strand, as you're talking about this, it just does seem like that place has a really great appreciation um, aspect to it because my property basically tripled in price in the last five years. It's Mm. insane. Like, so it just seems to be, but rentals are not so high, but in terms of appreciation, the price of the property, it just gets to be so, it increases in value so quickly. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's old people living there largely. Mm. That's true. That's true. And it's got it's got this flair of young people coming in. And I mean, yeah. we were there. The government, when it sponsored us to study at Stellenbosch, put us on Beach Road. Now that we, oh, we were, yeah. you know, Limpopo Hall next to Beach Road. We were swimming every day. And then <laughs> until May. <laughs> we're on the beach oh, wow. practically every day until I May, know. and it starts getting cold. cold. And you know. Oh, Black people at, at, at cold weather and don't cold. Mm, say no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to no. talk to you too. I'm good with the cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Hannes, so you go to the course and the, prof- yes. the property professionals course and yes. you start attending your course. So that is that how you found your mentor? It's a one-day workshop. That is the course I attended, and at the course, I decide he's selling the advanced version of that same course on DVDs. I buy that immediately. Remember, I have disposable cash now, and I've decided that I'm going to exchange this money for wisdom and knowledge, and then Mm. that wisdom and knowledge I will turn into more of that money. That is that was really my resolution, and uh, so. I bought that and then I went home, I started studying. And by the fifth year of my job, I had bought four properties. And yeah, and at that time, I was still programmed with this idea that you buy everything in your personal name. I hadn't yet found this sophistication of what we call uh, financial entities and that you can plan your estate and that, you know, the, those are the things I learned from Hannes Dreyer. And of course, mm. in, it was September 2005. By 14th September 2005, I attended this workshop in the first uh, Saturday of like the 2nd of September. Yeah. By the 14th, I paid him 4,200 
for a five-year mentorship program which he was running, in which wow. you're not going to believe this, in which he challenged himself to invest a maximum of 1,000 rand and convert it to more than 10 million rand in less than five years. And he was taking students along the journey to peek over his shoulder to see how he was converting maximum 1,000. Every one of us had 1,000, but we didn't know how to convert it into big 10 million rand. That's where the true education I got was. That five-year consecutive investment that's like more than 270 lessons w- weekly wow. coming in. And from how he started it, how he structured his transactions, he ended up only using 79 cents out of that 1,000 rent. Wow. wow. We need oh Hannes. my gosh. We need Hannes. We need, we need Hannes. Hannes. <laughs> we need, in fact, you know, we need Hannes for the stock file. We need Hannes. Let's just, let's just do this. You know, we need Hannes. Oh my gosh. But actually what I'm loving about this, right? Because this is a conversation that Mizo and I have had often about the value of working with a good mentor for extended periods of time so that you grow with them. Because there's also this, there's been debates around coaching and mentorship. You only want to work with the mentor or coach for like four weeks or four months because you don't want that codependence and I've openly said on this podcast that I've been working with my one coach since 2018. And in yeah. 2018, my business was not doing this. So this coach has been with me from the time when wealthy money was still really tiny. And I was still mm-hmm. growing before mm-hmm. I even, when I just started my first international retreats to now having two podcasts to doing all these things. This is so, I'm loving this about the value, what you talk awesome. about here, about doing five years and I'd like to understand why you decided to take a mentor on for five years because most people would say oh that's so much money and that's such an investment Um, but why did you do it before you had actually had that kind of experience of mentorship for long periods which I'm obviously definitely in favor of because I've seen the value of that yeah so, so he, wa- he, he, he was selling his mentorship for 300 rand a month for five years. That boils down to 18,000 rand. And he said, if you pay me once off, you pay me 4,200 rand. That is the discount I give. And I looked at it and said 300 rand. But the beauty with 300 rand a month was that if you felt you are not getting value, you could stop the payment per month. Mm. So you could limit your risk. But once you pay the ones off, you are locked in for the five years. What I knew was with the beginner's course, with the professional one-day workshop, and the DVDs I bought called the Advanced Property Investors Course, which I still have in my house, I realized that this is the guy I have been waiting for all my life. And so I knew that this is the man who has the knowledge that I need. Nobody in my community was raising their hand to say they even have half of it. So he became, and people were saying to me, hey, you're going to manage, they're going to eat your money until you are black in the face and fun. So, so it was like, what are you doing with these white people? Man, 
You went to school, you even went to Stellenbosch, the prestigious Stellenbosch land space. Now you have a job. What's your problem? What's your man? problem? Oh, wow. You, yeah. you have a job. A What's your problem? Mm. What's your problem? You are fine. And remember, after my parents have passed, it means that now, 2,000 kilometers away, it's a farming legacy. I grew up on a farm. Uh, it's, in, yeah. it's been in the family since 1940s there. So now I know that I am going to be stretched between Western Cape and Limpopo. And Limpopo. it's not wow. cheap to travel for a guy oh. who, owns, who earns oh. hundred and something thousand a year. Per annum. Yeah. You see, so... so, so that was so my you were dialogue. traveling all the time. How often were you traveling in a month? No, I actually, after, to be honest with you, after the pain of losing my parents, the pain of being divorced in one year, in one year. just after yeah. 12 months, yeah. I remember I, I studied in Limpopo for 23 years of my life. So all mm. my Teflop mates are in Gauteng and I am in Western Cape. I hid yeah. myself there and licked my wounds, buried That's myself crazy. in books, decided yeah. that I'm going to use that time to study, understand myself, mm. know how to fill the gaps in knowledge that yeah. academia did not provide. Did not I'm just trying to graduate, you see. So I knew that I needed to bury myself. To this day, me and studying we are the best of friends. I study every single day. I love studying. I love new challenges. And it's amazing. Hannes Dreyer opened my eyes to a whole new world. He promised it, but it sounded too good to be true. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what he said to me? He said, young man, how much is 30 years of your life living like a king worth to you? Mm. I love I said, that. In contrast ooh. to the 4,200 rand that you're paying. Yes. This is how I've always thought of things. When people come and yes. they offer me coaching or mentoring, like a lot of people will be like, oh my gosh, you spend so much on coaching. And I'm just like, but how much does that do for your life? How does it change your life exponentially? Like, honestly, it completely transformed your, it transforms your life. And you can't even put a price on that, to be honest. No, you, you can't. You can't. You and can't. I had an accountant at that time. So I had, I, you know, I was trying many things. I was into network marketing, distributing Herbalife, Swiss <laughs> Guard, and all of these things. And so I knew that the, the training cost, it's part of what we call continuous professional development, and it's fully tax deductible against my rental income. So that helped yep. me because I started to see the other side that a science graduate never gets to know. Gets to mm. see, yeah. Yes. Especially our science graduates. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. we were the stars at school and yeah. then and then work shows you flames. And oh. you know, finances, finances and science shame. Mm -mm. Yeah. They're yeah. not yeah. in the same, uh, they're not in the same faculty, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and in all honesty, you know, even the finance graduates like myself, like yeah. you are taught how to be a great worker at a company. You're Precisely. not taught how to build wealth. About your education. Finance. 
The education system is a very well engineered. It is yeah. engineered to keep you in the system. In the system. Right? And yes. the sad thing, yeah, and the sad thing is we all, so many people buy into it that it's yeah. like yeah. you get a job, that if you have a job, that's how you're going to make money. And yeah. yeah, like if you get into an executive position, but if you think about how many people work in one company, for example, like think of any bank or engineering company, yeah. they are like thousands and thousands yeah. of people yeah. and like five executive posts and one CEO post. <laughs> it's like, what are the chances of you ever getting to the C-suite and earning that kind of money, right? Whereas if you if they teach us to start our own thing, be our own yeah. person, yeah. you instantly get to set your own salary and your own paycheck, so the system you know, is very well engineered. It's 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 a system, and you know that system. I I did my research, like I said to you, uh, me and learning. That's like uh, fish and water. So yes. so we we I did research, and I was hard full of employment, and I realized that man, I work hard all my month at the. Pay point, there's a guy who gets paid called SARS. He didn't do anything. You see, <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought this is a bad combination, man. Especially because yeah. Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki hammers it in Rich Dead Poor Dead. Yeah. And the other book called Cashflow Quadrant, uh, where he talks about the four people who make up the world of business. Employees, oh. business owners, investors, and self-employed. And I, I found myself saying, what? Who, whose idea was this that we should work for money? Is the worst way to end it. it, yeah. it well, employment is the most tax-inefficient method of earning money. It is. It, it is. is. It is the it worst. Is. And so Hannes yeah. Dreyer was showing me that there is another world that is going parallel to yours, young man. And unless you jump into mm. this world, you will never know of it. It's just going parallel. You are in yeah. yours, you know, trading your time for money. Yes. And you will never, you know, at best employment will move you from the poor category of social class to the middle class. You will never pass mm. middle class. And even then, right, you're middle yeah. class, but your time is never your own. Oh, yes. Like, I just never, and I think if you think about what life is, life is just time. That's it all that time. life is. Once you've run out of time, you've run yeah. out of life. You've, you've run, run out of it. everything. Right? That's you've it. run out of everything. That's what we mean. But yeah. we are constantly trading our time. So you have, like, yeah. all these dreams then yeah. apparently at 65, you're supposed to then wake up and yeah. fulfill all these dreams. But the job has already got you having all sorts of health complications, mental oh, health yes. issues, oh, all yes. that stuff. So it is, I feel like really, I once said, I think a few weeks ago, I was like, employment is the biggest scam. That, it is a that scam. Actually it's a scam. has been yeah. run it's on the world. It's yeah. not yeah. okay. So I do outreach at the space agency. Each time I'm in the classroom, I tell young people, and this is unorthodox, I say to them, don't become employees. Don't ever work for money, money. for a single day. They say, huh? I said, yes, yes this, is, this is why. That's exactly. See, 
you will go into employment, you go and learn systems. And yeah. as long as you yeah. know that it's a setup where you just learn systems and you learn to nav- navigate and say, oh, that's what procurement does, I see. Yeah. That's what finance yeah. does, I yeah. see. That's what HR, so yeah. that when you build your own company, you know you exactly how to use those professionals. Employment is such so a I feel like you don't need that because I don't get any of that. Yeah. So hire, yeah. You can hire well, a coach for that, right? Yeah. So like, absolutely, I, I, I you can. Get that experience. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. you can. Yeah. Just saying, yeah. once you are in the employment, know why you are in the employment. In there, you are just yeah. coming to yes. fetch something as well. Fetch something yes. for yourself because mm. you're working so hard to leave 42% of your salary on the Ooh. very day that you earn. I mean, seriously. Mm. Oh, like I yes. just that yes. that makes me die a little every day. Every day. <laughs> if I had, well, I don't have to do that because great accountant for Ooh. business purposes. Yeah, but like still, I feel like that is unfair because yeah, because you know when I think about it, is you do that, and on top of that, you're paying that for oh, yes. everything when oh, you're yes. going to the shops, and then you're paying that on fuel. You're paying so. Everything is about taxes in this world, you know, and you're already paying so much taxes for your salary. So even the salary that you're being quoted, you actually have to take into account all the deductions afterwards. So that that is so rough. Wow. When Kiyosaki got to me, (laughs) you see, I don't think there is. Kiyosaki is unparalleled as an author and as a no, teacher. he is as a teacher. He said You're to right. me, "With your salary, you mind your employer's business. That's number mm. one. With taxes, Ouch. you mind the government's business. Ooh. Ooh. With your Ooh. liability column, in other words, with your." Debt like credit card, personal loans, loans vehicle finance, bond. You mm. mind the bank's business. Bank's yes. business. With your stomach full, you are minding the businesses of the billionaires, the Ackermans, mm. the Vaiti Bassons, and them. Go check us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. And then he says, so income, income statement and balance sheet. So basically, and he says, if you are renting. You mind your landlord's business. Yep. That's number five. Oh. Yeah. And then that at the hurts. end, he says, if if you are minding everybody else's business, then you have to ask the question: what is your business? Apparently, and the answer to that was, what is your business? The answer to that was the driver for me making this transition from just being a mere employee to being an investor, to being a business owner, and to being self-employed as group CEO of my group of businesses with my wife. So, so we, 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 and this is what we must teach our children that go to school, get good grades, graduate, Graduate. But instead of, instead of find a good job with benefits and be loyal until 65, build businesses and investment portfolios. That mm. is Kiyosaki's teaching. And but you see, I think the challenge is, Daniel, I think that's so profound. But I think the challenge is 
you can't teach what you don't practice. So most parents want to teach their children that, but children will will always default to what they have seen their own parents. So this is why it is so difficult. Uh, This is why we find, you find a lot of parents trying to teach this, but because the children don't. And also I think once you have done it, you become a support system to your children. You know, yes. so once yeah. you have learned yeah. the pitfalls of entrepreneurship, then you don't have a lot. You don't put unnecessary pressure on your children. And pressure. You understand yeah. And you can yeah. become yeah. a support system and open yes. up networks and all that. Yes. And I think we don't, we're not there yet. What I often see of people is that they will teach their children, but they will not practice it. And then they'll get frustrated and say, why is my child not doing not this? Doing well, this yeah. Because you have never practiced it. it. You've just been saying it and it sounds You're good. not modeling and it. Yeah. You're not modeling it. And so yeah. even when your child is struggling, who do they go to when yeah. there's when entrepreneurship is showing them flames? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. it's so powerful this because I remember when I was at business school at Simmons one of yeah. the things that they were te- that they taught us was that they could they were actually they've done studies on this the lecturers in my entrepreneurship program in the MBA yeah. program and they were saying that they could tell entrepreneurs like women this is such a crazy study that they've done and you guys can go google it if you're listening to mm. it but yeah. women are most likely to be entrepreneurs if their fathers have been entrepreneurs. Wow. And they're most likely to succeed in entrepreneurship if their fathers have been consistently yeah. been consistent entrepreneurs. And the wow. crazy thing is it's, a, it's as simple as you're mm. watching, you're learning through osmosis. Yes. You know? Yes. So yes. I, I truly believe that. I see it with my sister and I, my dad's an entrepreneur and we're yeah. both entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Yeah. But there's a many things. I think they interviewed like a hundred or more than a hundred women for that study and they found yeah. it to be so fascinating. But I think, I mean, I'm sure it also works if your mother was an entrepreneur. I wouldn't mm. put it past that, but... Yeah. I am just relaying the contents of the study was between yeah. the yeah. father yeah. relationship and, and the daughter mm-hmm. relationship. So that is interesting. So guys, this is why we're doing this podcast, we're doing right? This podcast. So yeah. that we're That's not just talking to uh, to the next generation, we're modeling it. Yeah. 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 So Daniel, remember are that, you saying yeah. okay, sorry, you I go was ahead. gonna say just to add, remember that when I marry, I marry my mother. When you guys marry, you marry your fathers. We do. So that is why you 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 model you you model your dad is your future husband. Why? Because you look for your dad in his eyes. Love my dad. <laughs> like he's really one of my favorite humans. <laughs> which I which most people on this podcast may or may not know. But yeah, yeah I would so love Danny- my Break family patterns, man. <laughs> yeah. So, Daniel, are you saying then, by the time you bought the second property, all the doubts and fears had been had been handled in your sense because you knew you had your mentor behind you? Or how, how did it feel like? What, what, what did that feel like when you were buying your property after 
um, after you had started the program? So, so the first two properties I bought before I met my mentor. So oh, yes. I've only met my mentor after the divorce and when I realized that I'm in trouble. And, mm. and so the, the fear wasn't there. When I was young, I didn't have kids. I, I, I was free. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look at the risks I was taking then and man, I didn't think twice. I made a decision. I go for it. I mm, go for sure. it. Sure. Wow. And so, so, so there was, there were, there were fears. There were fears like, what if the tenants? You know, most people say, "Hey, the tenants, that's why more shine down Okay. Yeah. The tenants are gonna destroy <laughs> your place. What if they don't pay rent? Yeah. What if the bank? What if interest rates go to twenty five percent, which they had done during my mentor's peak learning? periods and he would tell us about it but he helped us to do the worst case scenario calculation so that mm. if i can survive the worst case scenario when the interest sure. rate is so high then sure. i will become a king during normal mm. periods when it just goes up and down you know mm. so the fears were there i was in the western cape for goodness sake a limpopo boy my father has never <laughs> been to the cape my mother has never been to the Cape. I love but how no you lawyer, but no lawyer, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, you understand the fears around all of that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am so, you know, Anizo, I'm just like realizing what Daniel is talking about are some of the intangible fears, which we yeah. always talk about. We, yeah. we haven't yeah. touched on this in the podcast. The we thing haven't. that everybody talks about, which is mm-hmm. they will be with you, right? Yes. It's yes. Such a, and it's a, such a yes. real fear yes. in it's our culture. It's a real fear. Especially, real fear. I mean, when you say, Daniel, you own a building, how do you tell people you own a building? But mm-hmm. oh, lawyer must. They're going to send you lightning from Jimbo. <laughs> 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 and, and I mean, and we laugh about it. We laugh about yeah, it. And it's a serious, yeah. intangible, it's yeah. a serious thing that your yeah. belief system really forms around yeah. you, over you. And I suspect that even the people that we invite to the podcast, some of yeah. them would never, never become a guest on this podcast for fear of being seen in the communities yeah. that come from oh yes that yeah. Yeah. yeah and they have and they have yelled they yeah, yeah. and it, and and it's it's a, it's something that that can be taken for granted in our community yes. i love my i love mentor, that mm-hmm. my mentor you, you see hannes dreyer is a mm. lion if you know the characteristics of this leader of the jungle the, pack, the yeah. lion yeah fearless mm. what he what he passed on to me so. Was this fearless Julius Malema type? Yeah. I can take <laughs> on anything, and so he makes public declarations, and yeah. he knows that he knows that once he does it, he can't go back. Okay. So it's like yeah. someone throws you a black mamba in your hand and say, "Taraso, I'm coming back." Yeah. <laughs> would you would yeah. you slumber with that thing in your hand? You no know. Way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you throw me no. those feathers, <laughs> You know they are coming to get you, right? So yes. you you gonna you gonna 
live on the edge. This is called the cutting edge of creativity, the Absolutely. cutting edge mm, of yes. innovation. And you yes. are constantly wow. looking for that edge over your challenges so that you are always wow. head above water. But more than anything, you are not just surviving. You are actually thriving. Because they Absolutely. say, yeah, to Mona now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm loving this conversation so much. More and than loving it. <laughs> my next question, which I'm sure everyone listening to this is dying to hear the answer to. Yeah. So you did the five years of mentorship. Yes. And yeah. you got to see how a thousand rand was or 79 cents was turned into 10 million rand. Yeah. What did you do? What did you get from that? How did you, did you convert your thousand rand and how did your property portfolio then grow from that investment in the mentorship? So from five ways to buy property for free in September, 2005, that is the lesson yes. I went in for the black ride. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now following the man who, te- who taught me this for five consecutive years to say, you know what? It's going to cement this thing in me. It's yeah. going to get me to rem- rem- remember. It's one thing to know. It's quite another to do. Mm. There's a gap between knowing and doing. It's a knowing yes. get doing gap. Yes. Now, it's nice to watch Hannes do it. It's very mm. nice to observe him and to read the, the, the thinking he goes through, the iterative processes. Mm. And, and then come September 2010, I've seen him do it in two years and three months, that 10 million. He didn't take five years. Oh, but wow. He he committed to teaching us all the way to the five years. And now in that process, in 2008, I left government. I came to Gauteng now. Why? I wanted to be closer to my ecosystem. I was then a married man. I still am over 17 years married now. Oh, wow. So, Congratulations. Yes. So so I, I, I come to Gauteng before I left Western Cape. I experienced something that... It, it makes you want to jump out of your skin. So sure. I lived in my house for free. I, you see, we pay to live in a house. Of course. Mm. I got paid to live in my house. It was a four-bedroom house. I yeah. had three tenants in it. The tenants were paying enough rent to cover the entire cost. And I was the property manager. I was the property owner. And like I said, I was programmed to buy everything for the first four properties in, in my life, in my personal name. Mm. Mm. Hannes has laws. He calls them the seven laws of a property investor. Wow. Those became the blueprint as well as his formula for riches. The mm. blueprint for guiding me to say, he said, listen, Dan, many people come to me for the cake that I bake. Mm. Very few people come to me for the recipe. Mm. If you buy my cake, you will finish it and you will always come back. Amen. Okay. Mm. If you take my recipe, young man, mm. You will bake your own wealth cakes 
and you will live that 30 years I said to you, what is it worth to you? You will live for at least 30 years of your life living like a king and you will get everything for free if you so choose. You never, are, there is a difference between what something costs and what you pay for it. That was mm. one of the biggest ah, lessons I learned wow. from that man. So I took his philosophy. Today, mm. I'm, an, uh, I'm a white man in black skin. You are, ne? <laughs> because Ghana property I'm a coconut. I'm a coconut. <laughs> And a property I can't, I can't. No, I, I, guys, I, I rebuke, I rebuke all that. I truly believe that property is something that is really within black wealth. It yeah, has no, always no. been. Always understood property, yeah. man. We have yeah. always understood having yeah. lots of land, yeah. living yeah. for free, living off the land, not having yes. to buy food. This is yeah. this life of debt and stuff. And if you look at it, even being overly indebted as a people, yeah. South Africa is, we get more westernized. We are the one country in Africa that has the most debt. Like yes. our people live off of debt. Whereas yeah. in most other African countries, people make their wealth and do and don't necessarily incur the level of debt that we have that yeah. keeps us imprisoned. So that what does true. that tell you? That tells you that this is not debt is not something that is endemic to us. It's you know. not part of our thing. And even the concept of retirement annuities, credit cards, credit cards were invented in the 50s or yeah. no, I lie, in the 1940s. Okay. This kind of debt is a brand new thing for humanity. Debt has always been there true for as long as humans have been around. But the level of debt that we see, like the consumer debt, short-term debt, overdrafts, all these things, these are new financial products. It's called financial engineering, and it's really, really new to the human psyche. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. no, I, I rebuke <laughs> the... By that, by that, I meant... Control. When I said I'm a coconut, what I meant was, what I meant was, uh, remember when I was in the Western Cape, there was nobody speaking Spady, nobody. Oh. So my 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 native language was sandwiched between African speaking people, and that means mm. the, the the Africaners and the colored people, and Tosas, and there was I didn't have practice time for Spady, so I found myself speaking English more often. Okay. And to the people in Limpopo where I come from, I am really a coconut in the sense that oh. I spend a lot of time speaking Sohua. On Tobela FM, I, 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 I struggle just to connect the sentences. <laughs> and yet, Gidirles Pedi in metric. So it tells you wow. it's just exposure. And yeah. we, we, oh, my children are worse now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they don't speak Spedi. No, 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 no. I, I married Motswana, so so we was a mix yes, baby, and Motswana <laughs> in the house, and so it's uh, yeah, they 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 and the Popeyes are teaching them English, so yeah, they, <laughs> that's cool though. They'll yeah. learn, I think. They will. They you will know what? Like you do learn. It's just yeah. a fact. Yeah. Um. So I'm still fascinated. I want to take you back to your house hacking. 
right? Yeah. So yeah. you are doing, you move from Cape Town to Joburg and then you find yourself living completely rent-free. Did you get an apartment building in Joburg? How did you do that? In did Pretoria. In Pretoria, okay. Yeah. Well, in Pretoria, I rented for a while. I oh. rented for a while. The beauty about it, you see, what among the jewels that Dr. Dreyer has taught me was it doesn't really matter whether you're renting or you are renting or you are buying, right? Yeah, that's what true. is the key is what do you do with that property that you live in? Mm. All right. So I've always managed my leases back in the Western Cape from Gauteng. So I'm, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm doing that. I'm not delegating that to an estate agent because I went and studied how to do that, right? Wow. So I always will have a home office in my house. And my, 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 my real dream was this. If my, when I started to learn about trusts, intervivos mm-hmm. trusts, you know, yes. I, I realized that now I am entering a different game altogether because the key becomes to own nothing and mm. control everything, everything through entities. Mm. And so I, I become the group CEO of my entities and they own all the properties. And in the transition, you know, one of the greatest opportunities lie in the transition from owning the property in my own name to transferring it. You can either sell it to your trust. You can either uh, uh, re- rent it. Rent you it. can, you yeah. can loan it mm-hmm. or yes. you can bequeath it. There are only four ways to transfer it. Oh, sorry. Donate, donate. sell. Yeah, you donate it and the donation tax laws come in. You have to know mm-hmm. how to navigate that landscape. Uh, to be on the safe side with the authorities and not attract donations tax into. So you donate or you sell or you loan or you bequeath. Listen, that game is a game changer. So I'm not necessarily regretting having started with buying everything in my name because the real magic In fact, in that process, this is what I found. I'm an innovator today. Mm. I found that while the average landlord gets one income stream from property and hopes for a capital growth rate over time in the area they bought, Mm -hmm. I can actually create five income streams out of one property transactions. Ah, you're going to to tell us how. You now have opened up a whole can of words. Please teach us. Now you're going to have to tell us how. Well, this is amazing. Here is a departure point. Think of it mm-hmm. this way. When you own that property in your personal name and you are a scientist working at the space agency, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that becomes additional income, isn't it? Of course. Yes. Right. And you're going to pay tax on that, isn't it? On that, yeah. yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, now you want to transfer this property to... A, a, an entity of yours, a, let's yeah. say a property trust. Yeah. Yes. Let's say you have two entities, not one. Yeah. By the way, I, I believe every African household must have at least three. Three. Yeah. Three, a family so trust, a oh, family trust, 
which is for preserving your livelihood, your paid up assets. You put them in your family trust. Family okay. trust, yeah. Then you, you, you have property trust mm-hmm. for carrying mm-hmm. on your property transactions. You are actively investing and you're buying through that entity. You can take on debt in that one. And okay. uh, after you've done your calculations, just make sure that you always going to run on positive cash flow. You mm-hmm. always can handle the worst case scenario. You do all the calculations that Anis Dreyer drilled into my mind and yes. all the thousands of students that he has taught. All right. Mm-hmm. And then, then you also, property is both an investment and a business. All right. Mm-hmm. So you also want to do business. Like I'm a teacher, I'm a mm-hmm. coach, I'm a mentor to many people. They pay me to actually mm-hmm. teach them. And oh, wow. I teach I teach them only. I said to my students, I only teach you what I've done. If I haven't mm-hmm. done it, I will not teach it to you. Why? Because mm-hmm. I want, I'm not a fake teacher. I'm not going to teach yes. because you pay. Mm-hmm. I teach out of principle and I will teach you what I've done and show you that you actually are sitting on multiple gold mines. You just don't know it. Yes. And so, and that's exactly what Hannes showed me and I'm passing it on to, 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 to my own people. And it is exciting. I, I live every day as if it's my last year. Wow. Wow. So can you, um, just to give an example, can you yeah. give us an example of one property that you've had that has, that you've then created five streams of income from, from. And what okay. you did? All right. Let, let, me, let me demonstrate it this way. Imagine you have two entities, each with yes. their own functions. One has no debt, never takes on any debt. So yes. it becomes what I call the African household bank. Okay. Mm. Every, every household should have a bank. There is mm. South African government actually wants you to own a bank. That's why they give you that 23,800 tax interest, uh, tax in, interest exempt income from a source that is South African for yes. below 65 years of age people. It's in the tax stimulus package, the so-called tax pocket guide. It's there. Yeah. Now, you have two entities and yourself. How many entities yeah. are there? Three. You have three. How many financial yes. statements? You have three financial three. statements. Yes. Now, you've owned this property for a couple of years, all right? Mm-hmm. And you've paid off a portion of it. Yes. Right? Yes. That means you have accumulated equity and it probably has gone up in market value as well over the period mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now you want to get it out of your name because you want to protect it from the attacks of creditors. You want to preserve this property in a protected environment because mm-hmm. you are a being of unlimited liability, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So you can either donate it but if it's more than 100,000 rand, you are in trouble because you're going to attract 20% donations tax. Now, say it's 300,000 rand, you sell it. You have to do what we call market valuation and yes. check that you adhere to this because otherwise you, you, you run the risk of cheating the authorities out of their potential income streams okay. and they will come after you if you do they that. Do. So everything yes. you're doing, it must be legal, it must be provided for at law. So you are mm. selling this property from you to this entity. Mm. And 
if this entity has no money, where is it going to get the money to buy this thing? Well, mm. you keep your tenant. It has its tenant inside, isn't it? Yes. Right? You use that lease agreement as, as, uh, as leverage with the banks. Because when they mm. see a lease agreement, they say, ah, well, at least we know our ability to repay is there. Yes. Right. Let's see your track record. Let's see how how long you've been managing, how well you've been managing. If you've been consistent, then they say, okay. but if you're using entities, we don't always borrow you the 100 percent that you need. Mm -hmm. We give you, say, up to 80 80 percent. That's what they do. So you you sell it to Mm -hmm. the one entity. Uh, It's going to be the landlord. Mm -hmm. And then this other entity that you have, that's where you can use the donation Mm -hmm. strategy. And if you are married, it's hundred thousand per year. That's allowed. You can donate up to hundred thousand each to that entity, which then becomes the APSA of the other entity. Mm. Huh. Wait, you so are you're saying this you is very, very yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So this actually is really <laughs> sorry. I'm actually asking this for my own personal interest now <laughs> because I'm just like just like being like, whoa, this is a thing. So you're yeah. saying if you have one company, one company can donate to another company up to, mm. and you're a saying trust. if you donate or a trust. So trust. if you donate up to a hundred thousand rand, the one you don't it's have tax to free. pay, it's tax yeah. free. It's tax yeah. free. So you, you can just know. start. No, I did not know this. No. Well, and beneficiaries like your children you can donate as long as you don't go above the tax bracket where they start paying tax. That's why we register things in a trust. I'm telling you, when I say to you, Mm. when when we begin to understand how estate planning works, you see, I went to Hannes Dreyer for property lessons. Mm. Yeah. I discovered a whole new way Mm. of thinking because... That yes. guy was one of the top financial planners in the world. Wow. In wow. the world. I mean, I'm talking about somebody he can do with five customers what the average salesman cannot do with 50. Wow. <laughs> wow. I believe you. I believe you. And I, yeah. I think the, the other lesson that you are, you are talking about here then, which, which is so critical, is... There are things that we can get very angry about, about our past and what apartheid has done in mm. whatever. And the withholding of where actually wealth is done. Because firstly, yeah. when we grew up, or not even when we grew up right now, yeah. there's a song, there's a quieto song about trust fund babies because a yeah. trust is set what? out as this thing. Yeah, there's a song, a whole song about trust fund babies as if trust is something that happens to only the rich. It does not explain to your average black person that trust is just a tool. It's a vehicle Mm -hmm. of wealth creation and a vehicle of estate planning. The reason why we have Mm -hmm. Gomi, Masihais, Ilifalami and whatever Mm -hmm. is because Mm -hmm. no one wants to speak to black people about a trust in a way that black people can hear. We must always be fighting over this four-roomed house, dilapidated with an asbestos roof. We must remain in that place. So it is incredibly Mm. important. 
for yeah. property magicians to do this with Shilly Boy. We did it. We, we explained yeah. it again. And you are doing it again because it needs to be heard from another sure. Black person because mm. a trust is, 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 is such a misnomer to us. Mm. It is this thing that happens to rich people. Ah, only trust. No one trust. I will reach. Mm. You know, mm. and when, the minute we do that, when you die and you've got 16 properties, and they are yes. all in your name. These kids are going to fight. And do you know how yes. much tax, estate tax they are going to pay? Oh, yeah. And they oh, think yeah. they are inheriting something. They yeah. inherit a lot of tax. And no one explains to them that yeah. if your father had done this, your father had done that, and put certain things in your trust, you get a donation, then mm -hmm. you are protected from, from things like that. This is incredibly important, guys. This is incredibly crucial. It's crucial. You see, it's, yeah. it's, it's me. to me, it's to me, you know, we we we, we talk about a property is a good investment. My mentor used to say when they ask him, is property a good investment? And they, they were not even asking him, they were literally telling him and say, not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> Property is not necessarily mm. a good investment because you need yes. to understand what you are doing. It has yeah. got 27 mm. variables in it. And when you, you, location is one out of 27 yes. variables. Yes, yes. And the property, it also comes into your life and finds an ecosystem, isn't it? Exactly. Yep. Yep. It finds an ecosystem. Now, have mm -hmm. you planned this ecosystem? I, remember, I'm a wealth creator. Hannes Dreyer is the master wealth creator. So he passed this wealth creation. Wealth creators, what we do, we do four things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We create. Yes. Yes. We preserve. Right. Yes. We grow. Mm -hmm. And we enjoy wealth. Enjoy. Mm. I like that. I, uh, I need to learn preservation <laughs> pronto. I think four. like the other three, preservation yeah. is not my strong point. Yeah. I need to get into it. <laughs> into that. The average entrepreneur yeah. creates and enjoys. Yeah. Mm. So we, we, the average entrepreneur is just a glorified employee. Mm. You earn, you spend, it's yeah. finished, you go back. You know where the money is, isn't it? Yeah. You know how and to as long as it. you are not at yes. retirement age, you continue to go and it keeps coming yeah. in. You spend it. You know, employ employment is very fascinating. We work all month yeah. to earn the money yes. after tax. We yes. then give it all away because that money is never really ours. We've committed it before it's even earned. The time it arrives, wow. we go buy KFC for a few days and enjoy it. And we know the <laughs> owners of this money are coming. <laughs> they are coming to oh take it gosh, because yes, they so are the funny. car company. They are the cell phone company. They oh are the gosh. rent. They are mm. all of these people. They are coming mm. to take it. Because we were yes. never taught how to do this, these two things in the middle yes. become crucial. Preservation. Yes. Growing it. Yes. Growing it. It's in the Bible. Growth is in the Bible. It's the it multiplication is, is in yeah, the mandate is. of humans. 
It is yes. in the mandate of humans. Yeah, we we mm. we just we just and and that's that's my thing, Menden. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the platforms to speak about that are probably not created enough and that's why we've yeah. got property magicians and the yeah. platforms to talk about it in a teaching format not yeah. in a mm. format that says but what yeah. are you guys doing because our kids need to hear it from us yes. and it, it, it needs to be repeated over and over we know how to repeat uh, the story Stabotilani and, yeah. and Jack and the Beanstalk and whatever. So storytelling has always been there. What's yes. wrong with us not being able to repeat the story of money in the same way? Money, we treat it differently. but the Because life money is scary to us, right? And yeah. I think that so, like, I've been thinking a lot about this, that so often it's, it's almost like you're stuck in survival, right? For yeah. most people, yeah. and this is where we need to move beyond. Most yeah. people are stuck in how do I pay rent? Like right now, the 31st is coming. How do I pay rent? How do I buy uh, groceries? How do yeah. I pay for school fees? How do I yeah. pay for electricity? Yeah. How do I pay these bills? So, and the truth here, the truth is that the mind, it's like decision-making, it's called decision-making fatigue. So yeah. the mind gets fatigued by all the little things that you've got to deal with around money. So the idea of thinking beyond that, the mind is actually exhausted by yeah. month end, by the first week of the month, because yeah. what you've been feeding it are survival problems. So mm. then the real thing is, how do we get beyond? We need to figure out how to get beyond survival pronto so that we can have discussions around how do you grow wealth? How do I preserve wealth? Who do I need to talk to that's a trust attorney? All that. But it's actually, and a lot of this is very physiological. So even yeah. if you do all the affirmations, the visualization, it won't help because your mind is going to be exhausted. So you need to figure out how to get rid of basic life problem questions. Problems, yeah. Like paying rent, doing all these things. And my... What I would recommend, this is just me, I don't know what Daniel would say, but find an extra stream of income pronto so that at least one stream just works towards basic survival. Exactly. And he is clapping. And then the other thing, the other stream frees you to think about the other stuff so that, because as long as you're relying on one stream, you're going to be facing survival issues because everything that you need to do has to come from that salary from and that. that one stream of income. Guys, I cannot stress this enough. This is like mm -hmm. your mind, there is no, your mind is going to get fatigued. This is a physiological problem, more than even mm -hmm. a mindset or spiritual problem. Your mind cannot deal with all these problems. So free your mind from having to deal with um, having problems. problems. Yeah, from these everyday problems. Yeah. I like the word that the, the last four fourth thing that you teach um, about enjoyment because yeah. you know uh, Daniel when we spoke when we spoke earlier I said to you oh yeah of course uh, when I was 25 and 26 I bought a GTI right yes and yes. and and I want I want you to talk about enjoyment because enjoyment. Leona in it's got an, a little edge for us, especially, and you know, I'm going to keep saying, especially for black people. Yeah. Because yeah. Rona, 
we we start with <laughs> we don't even create first. <laughs> we start mm. with the enjoyment and come back <laughs> and realize we have to yeah. create and grow and stuff. And so so what 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 do you say to a 26-year-old? He does want the GTI. Mm. Everybody yeah. drives the fast polo, everybody yeah. was driving a 325 IS in my time at the time yeah. when yeah. you have made it in life. Wow. So what do you say then, Uri? When do you enjoy? Do you really enjoy? Is it okay when I have the money to buy the GTI? Because we don't also want to make it wrong, right? No, yeah. because yeah. the GTI yeah. is going to give you the physiological issue of decision-making fatigue yeah. every single month. But let's So you're yeah. not enjoying mm. it. <laughs> so I, I, my, my father was a disciplinarian of note. So on the farm, I wasn't allowed to use water to bath until I have done my work in the garden. It felt like we are slaves. And as young people, we wanted to be out there playing like other children. And he said, you are not like other children. What I didn't realize at that time was that my father was teaching me a very fundamental uh, law that is actually given expression in the Income Tax Act of 1962, Section 11A. Mm. Now, you can drive whatever car that you want, Mm. that you can afford. The question is, what are you doing with that car? The productivity test says expenses that are incurred towards production of income can be deductible against that income they have helped to produce. That is the section... 11A of the Income Tax Act. So I say consume to produce. I live in a mansion today. I used to Mm -hmm. dream about living in a nice house of my dreams. Mm -hmm. And while I was in the Western Cape, and Mm -hmm. today that is my reality. In fact, we take it for granted like it's just another house. But Mm -hmm. you see, it's a nice house. It costs money. So if I live in it, know this, it's a liability. It's not an Mm -hmm. asset because an asset is that which puts money in my pocket, whether I work or not. not. Mm -hmm. Now, enjoyment. Young people want the polos and the golf are, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For the boys, they say it attracts the ladies. For the ladies, it's, you know what? Not every guy should say should say hello to me. You know, I'm mm. in a league mm. of my own, so I command a bit of respect. I need to be, mm. you know, yeah. So you can have it yeah. as long as it is coupled to a production, to a productivity of sorts. Are you? The Ubers are around today. We know that. We know young sure. people who buy cars, and then it's in their spare time they Uber around. Uh, yeah. They, 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 you know, they, they yeah. taxify and yeah. they generate income, which means so that that car is yeah. partially uh, asset and partial liability. Now you can talk a language with the uh, tax man, especially if you have an accountant you can work with who will show you that it generated income. Section 11A doesn't say how much income. It says income produced. <laughs> 
All right. Yeah. Doesn't say how much. But yeah. of course, if you perpetually running into losses, you're going to get into trouble because they did put uh, what they called many years ago, they did put what they called ring fencing of assessed losses. So we, do, we should not just study business from a point of view of I sell product, I get paid and I have money, I can afford the car. It's an integrated yeah. process. There is the yeah. tax considerations. There yeah. is the, you know, all the other expenses of a business. Sustainability becomes key. Mm. Sure. Becomes, so mm. enjoyment comes in. Robert Kiyosaki said to me, buy, build, buy, or create assets. Mm. Let the assets buy you your Ferrari. Okay, mm. so the, 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 the property portfolio will buy me my Ferrari. In my case, they will buy me my mansion in Silver Lakes, all right? Mm. So I will live like a king because I am, I am, uh, I have built the foundation. Built the foundation. The, the create part was taken care of. Yes. And when I knew the preservation, there was a multiplier effect. So it's all oh. these techniques. Sure. You layer them on top of yes. one another. another. And on the end, mm. you layer a trust on top of that. My friend, you will live like a king. So that is why I don't mm. like this idea that you must deny yourself a good life. And only when you're Thank 65, you, you yep. then now go and live life. You you yeah. are dead by then because you have cancer. <laughs> Diabetes, you have all these accumulated diseases. Amen. Like I've seen, no, Amen. we laugh about this, but I've seen this, right? Where yeah. on my travels, I meet people and they elderly. And a lot of them have said to me, I wish I had done this earlier because earlier. now I have yes. knee problems. Yes. I can't yes. climb. You're here, you're here to see the top of a mountain, but you can't climb it because can't your knees, you can't exactly. do all these things, you can't go out, you're exhausted, you have pulls to take, all these things. So there's a lot of things. So I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I really, wow. really love this. You you you've just yeah. I mean, you've really put it in a way. And I think I think as well, it's it's a little bit more believable because you tell me I get it, Daniel. I I hear it from you, so that yeah. this is why you are. Yeah. This is why you are here, and and it's mm. such an important work that you are doing. Just the willingness to share about it openly, yeah. Yeah. because yeah. also when we are ashamed to share about, I live in a mansion. Mm. I'm yeah. actually doing fine. I'm yeah. amoral, yeah. amoral, right? Yeah. Because because. It, 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 it's misconstrued in all sorts of ways. Mm. I am I am so appreciative. Then I don't know what, what like we could live here for the next year. With we, could. I know. <laughs> we could, Daniel. I know Can your I? podcast is going to start a whole conversation. Online. It is crazy. Uh, guys, if anyone in the property stock file is, uh, if you're in this property stock file and listening in, do start a conversation on this in the WhatsApp group. We we want we want to know what you guys are also thinking. Thinking <laughs> because so we we are fun. there. We yeah. promise. We we have a vision of creating a portfolio of two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, and and um, you've five? just said <laughs> yeah, bye. Oh, in the next five years, and yeah. you've just said yes to yeah. our. 
to our vision, Daniel. Yeah. The how, yeah. the formula, yeah. which we yeah. did not have. You have yeah. just said, absolutely. You know, yeah. it, it just feels like, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel, I feel like I'm really, really you know, validated by, by, by what you mm. are saying, because there is a possibility for everybody. And it is, sure. and you kept, you kept repeating this sentence about boy from Limpopo, boy <laughs> from Limpopo who studies in Stellenbosch. Everything is so possible yeah. right yeah. now. And thank you for yeah. doing this. Thank you so much. Can I, can I blow you away one more time? For, especially Absolutely for the- Please. Especially for the science <laughs> science student among us. I'm, I'm a scientist. Yeah. yeah. The earning of money, it's mm. actually an exact science. It's mm. governed by laws. And these are laws that operate with mathematical precision. Okay. Mm. So I, I'm in the space industry. Mm. The, the, the father of the space industry is a German man who immigrated to America after the Gem Americans captured him from Hitler's people in 1945. Sure, sure. Dr. Werner von Braun, he said... Oh, von Braun. Von Braun. <laughs> yes. The, the V5 rocket, that is the man. Yeah. He yeah. said, the laws of this universe are so precise that we mm. don't have any difficulty building spaceship, launching them, landing them on the moon with the precision mm. of a fraction of a second. Mm. Yes. Here's the fascinating thing. The same laws that govern the movement of celestial bodies around each other, the moon around the earth, the earth around the sure. sun, and all these other mm. wanderers, they govern the earning of money for example, let me give you a law that will make this real for you. The day I found this out, the scientist in me came alive. <laughs> okay, so the law of compensation says, there is a law of compensation. It provides for yes. three things. <laughs> it, the law of compensation decrees that the amount of money you earn will mm. always be in direct ratio to three things. One, the need for what you do. Mm. Is there a need for what you do? Yes. Two, your ability to do this thing, to fill this gap, your ability. And this is crucial. Mm. Three, the difficulty they will be in replacing you. So oh. if you really want to earn yep. mm. as much money as you want, and I'm talking from experience. You see, I don't have a limit as to how much money I can earn. There is no limit. The only limit oh. that can be there is the one I impose in my, upon in my myself. Mind. Or I allow other people to impose on me. What, one of the most exciting things that I've done in my professional career was I realized that, oh man, if I when I was earning 100,000 rand a year, I set myself a goal to earn 100,000 rand in a month. Okay. Mm. Okay. That was my goal. And I achieved it five years ago. 
Okay. Mm. And today I'm working on a goal to earn 100,000 rand in a week. All right? Yeah. How do I do this? It's easy. A business is born when a solution to a problem is found. That's Dr. Wow. Miles Monroe. Okay. Love that. I, I need to find a problem. So I'm 46 years old in September this year. Mm-hmm. I've been living for 46 years on this planet. And what I am grateful for is this. I have found my problem. So I, if I am Moses... <laughs> If I am Moses, I have found my slaves in Egypt and I'm taking them to the promised land. Okay. And if I'm David, I have met my Goliath. You Your Goliath. Yeah. I have found my Goliath. What is yeah. the problem? The problem is, remember, I'm a product of two education systems. One is academic. Mm. Yeah. It prepared me for a job. Mm. The second mm. system is this one that Robert Kiyosaki introduced me to. Hannes Dreyer took me on a massive uh, adventure of a lifetime. And other teachers came in, including the great Miles Monroe, Robert Proctor, called Bob Proctor, Bob and many Proctor. other teachers. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I have at least seven mentors in my life at any yeah. one point. Each one is responsible for an area of my life that I need yeah. help from them on. Yeah. You know what? The other system, this, this other system that I didn't go to school, formal school for, I have no certificate for it. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 it's a result-focused system because yeah. results always tell the truth. Mm. If you want to know whether someone understands or doesn't understand, don't ask them because they will say, I understand. Check the results. The result will tell you whether someone understands. So Hannes Dreyer has a university called the Wealth Creators University where only results matter. (laughs) Physics. Physics that I studied in school thinking is just to help me understand satellites. Physics is as applicable to money as it is to the development of interplanetary systems. Because if you think about the spiritual law of vibration and attraction, it says Mm. you attract to you that which vibrates in harmony with you. With you. Amen. (laughs) So it means a lot of money, 100,000 in a week has always been there. 100,000 rand in a year has always been there. 100,000 rand in a month has always been there. Mm. They Mm. are operating at different frequencies. Frequencies. So Albert Mm. Einstein gave us the answer when he said, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. If you match the frequency of the reality you want, you cannot help but get that reality. So all I did from annual income to monthly (laughs) income, I matched the frequency (laughs) of the reality. Where did he come from? That's it. I love what I love everything that you've just said, Daniel. It confirms everything. (laughs) What you've just said is the hundred guys, listen, you said the hundred thousand rand has always been there. All he had to do was change himself to vibrate at the frequency. It's not changing anything else but himself. 
yeah, yes. to vibrate yeah. at that frequency. To vibrate and at that level. Mm. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And when you are skeptical, it's a hundred thousand in two years. Okay. That's yeah. also going to any and you know the universe is very, very, mm. very compliant. It's like, yes. okay, my child, that's all you can handle. There you are. There you are. Yeah, there you are. Yeah. True. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, what you want to do is increase your capacity to hold, hold. and attract a hundred thousand in a week. Yes. That's it. And to yes. do so consistently. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't I know. Just, I have to reciprocate in the service that I deliver. You know what yes. my goal is in my current challenge? To train one over 1 million Africans to become millionaires before the 28th wow. of February 2022, which is the end of my 10 million rand challenge. So I put one for myself and I challenge myself. That's why I'm saying to you that I am constantly living on the edge. I have a job at the space agency, Sham. I love this job. So <laughs> this money that they pay me at the space agency is what I call psychic source of income. I don't work yeah. a day in my life. I love what I'm doing. Yeah. And I, I'm a, yeah. I practice physics and therefore I teach physics and how so. physics is practical, mm. how mathematics. So when we talk about develop, creating scientists, I know it is good, not just because we are driving towards a knowledge economy, but because scientists, it's easy to convert a scientist in science graduate into a chartered accountant, but the reverse is not possible. <laughs> it's one way. Scientists are malleable and ductile. We can make them mm. into anything. We are rubber. Mm. We can create a scientist. Who's the richest man on earth today? Who's the richest man for the last 20 years? From from Gates to Bezos to Musk. Musk. Yeah. Who are these people? Yeah. These are scientists, engineers. These are people who studied order. Mathematics is yeah. the science of order, structure, and relations that has evolved mm. out of the elemental practices of counting, measuring, and describing the shapes of objects. This is science, the value of science. Mm -hmm. We can unlock economy out of thin air because humans can tune into any frequency unlike fm receiver that can only receive between 88 megahertz and 108 yes, megahertz very very true we are not limited by anything so if we yeah. want it just tune into that frequency and vibrate in harmony with it like the athlete does in the morning to vibrate in harmony with usain bolt's nine seconds <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I hear you. But I also want to say like there is so much power in having someone like you come on the podcast, right? Because I think it's hard to know that this is possible until you yeah. have seen others do it. And yeah. I think this is the key. So I think it also comes back to the fact that um, most, most people, it's not just <laughs> scientists, right? I think Scientists have the added advantage of always having a curriculum that gets them to pose hypothesis and then yes. go experiment and experiment. or prove a hypothesis. It's one of yes. the few fields that does that. Whereas yeah. most education systems tell you everything. There's only one Thanks. right Exactly. One right way to do things. <laughs> but I think with science, you get to do that. And I think with science, you're always 
pushing boundaries and trying to see what is beyond this universe. So I think it's just the education. I always will say this. I think it's just the education system in itself hasn't been true to us, right? No, it hasn't. So it so scientists are the ones that get to use their brains in kinds of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And now we can do that also. Like we can yes. get to do that with other graduates. And I'm here to say I am not a science graduate, right? <laughs> I studied <laughs> finance and yet I also got to pose hypotheses and ask yes. questions. Yes. And I think it's possible for many for of us. us. And I think yeah. the more that we have people like you coming on this podcast, the yeah. more people will see what's possible and they will be able to say, totally. I can set I such can. a goal for myself. Yes. It's yeah. possible. Okay, what yeah. if I can do that as well? Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. That then we, not because, <laughs> not because you are not interesting. I, I, I suspect there is, there is a greater conversation after this. So I am going to say for now, I'm full for just purposes yes. of this podcast. True. We are full. <laughs> it is just so fascinating. It's been such yeah. a pleasure having you here. Yeah. So guys, let's move on to the next segment of the show. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Okay, magical feedback. Mizo, letting you start us off. <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that while I'm <laughs> trying to page. I've got four pages full of lessons and takeaways guys so i'm gonna go to the one that speaks to me personally as 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 a professional and as a scientist she he says there's a parallel world along with your professional life and that's what he learned on his journey with his mentor that you can be the greatest scientist but necessarily wealth as a science is another parallel world and unless you find out about it you're never going to bump against it in your professional life. I thought that is the greatest thing that someone should have told me at at age 22, you know, Mm. just because you qualify in that profession, just because you are the greatest accountant, scientist, doctor, lawyer, whatever, does not make you proficient in wealth creation. It's a Mm. whole new science. I love that. It is a science, right? Science. And the the sad thing is we're not taught it. And but then I don't I know I I'm hard on the education system, but I've also been yeah. thinking like obviously, but our teachers, our professors, our lecturers, they what also do don't they know, know half of these things, sure. right? Sure. Sure. So very, very powerful. My takeaway is when he says every African family should have a family trust should have a property trust and should have a business trust. So you don't just have one trust, you have three different trusts. So, wow. And just the importance of owning nothing in your name. We've heard this several times on this podcast. It's not brand new, but it always just hits me, you know, because it's like, wow, once more, owning Mm -hmm. nothing in your name, just the importance Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. So, so powerful. Is such a powerful lesson to learn. Mm, very, so, very powerful lesson. 
gosh, I I have a whole book on the law of compensation because Marianne Will, Williamson, is it? William, what is, what's her name? Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson. Oh, yeah, Williams? Will, yeah. <laughs> Why Marianne. are we not getting this? <laughs> I don't understand. Anyway, um, Mary Ann wrote a whole book about law of compensation that's on mm. my bookshelves. And um, Daniel speaks about it today and, and says, but he puts it that it has got three concepts. There's a need, there's an ability to fill that gap, and there's a difficulty of mm. the difficulty of replacing whatever whatever it is that you are feeding. Mm. Now, when you invest in property, you are feeling a need, a housing need mm. that no human being will ever, 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 never yes. need, right? Yes. You feel that gap, right? Yep. And the difficulty of replacing, um, replacing. So you either give affordable housing or you give a yes. super duper luxury housing to people who can afford to do that. Yeah. And once you understand why you are in the property business, Yes. You even know how to choose the strategy that you're choosing. You're like me, I'm the provider of imikuku, right? Amazenke <laughs> or whatever, because there's a market for yeah. everything. There but really is. To, there is. So you need to be filling the gap and you need to, 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 to know what the need is and be irreplaceable mm. in that regard. And that's how wealth is created. And I really yes. just love how he brings everything to concept. Yes. And yeah. I'm, I'm full. I I'm am full. so full as well, right? <laughs> so um, my other takeaway from this was how he said, you need to consider you either buy, build or create assets, right? Just the, just the power of that. So just coming back to, yes, you want to enjoy your wealth, but you want to make sure that you first have all these assets and yes. your assets are then, uh, are then paying for the enjoyment, which yeah. I think is so, so powerful. I've, I think just bearing, uh, bearing that in mind that you can buy, build and create your assets and you can literally create assets from nothing. Nothing. And I feel that's what most entrepreneurs do, right? They Artists do. do that. Yes. Artists are masters of creating, right? There's they nothing. Are. Now there's a painting. Now there's a book. Now there's a performance. So, so we're constantly doing that. And that becomes your asset. It's so powerful. Oh my gosh. <sighs> that is so powerful. I hadn't thought of yeah. it that way, right? By yes. build or create it. Mm. I want to bring in something that we all have to think about when you think about the law of oneness and, and, and how we do. You know how we, we I'm guilty of saying it to say, Mahua, but oh lawyer, mm. they are going to take your money and yeah. they are going to leave you high mm. and dry and he brought mm. it to us right in there i feel like this is my lesson for 2022 trust mm. life to teach you what it will teach you and you will attract whatever you need to attract mm. it will come in the form of lehua an indian person a yellow person mm. a blue person and it's put right square in my in in, in my lab i have no idea why and clearly he has got a mentor 
is different in yeah. color from him, but what what brings them together? Vibrationally, they needed to meet. Yeah. He wanted to learn, and he learned, yeah. and he has got he has got he has learned from different people. Mm. And my greatest takeaway here is take it from anybody, Miranda. Anybody that's good for you will come yeah, in, in whatever true. color. I don't know what you feel, guys, out there, and we'd love you to put your own takeaways mm. on this, on this I think that's so powerful. Yeah. Like, I like that takeaway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, obviously, I got to like that takeaway. I'm like yeah. the only person yeah. that looks like me in Sri Lanka most days. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Not most days. Let me just be honest. I know. And people who have taken care of you all over the world, then... <laughs> Uh, what color? If they you were not, to put they, them, they, yeah, they are I don't live in countries. I'm yeah. often not in. Well, I live in countries where there's there's where people are all races, right? But in Asia, I am a minority, and I barely. I'm often the only person that looks like me in a room for months and months and months. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's a different dynamic to South Africa, right? Like, okay. I, there's a lot, there's a lot less microaggressions, etc. So it's been very healing in that regard. So I agree with you, Mizo. Mm. My final takeaway mm, for today is what he said about entrepreneurs. Like some entrepreneur, most entrepreneurs sure. are just glorified employees, right? Like, employs <laughs> you, but you don't they- grow, right? Like. You have this business and then you just make money from this business and then it doesn't grow. Like, right? There's nothing like, I think this is so powerful. What he said about the growth and the preservation is that like the business has to birth other things as well so that it grows and starts to self-sustain even if it grows into other businesses and other investments it's really really powerful what he said so I think my takeaway from that is most of us as entrepreneurs we can definitely create and make the money right and we can enjoy it but the challenge is in using that money to grow and I think a lot of that comes back to our financial behavior right because that requires not to spend everything that you make on fun right right? like the business needs to have people employed systems etc this is what growth looks like and then the final one that he said is preservation but what I'm taking away from this is that preservation is a science it is an art we've heard this from Maya Deval we've heard it from um Chili Boy uh, from Chili uh, from Chili Boy right and now we're hearing it from Daniel as well this art of preservation. And there's so much that we don't know, right? It's like, we don't even know we don't know it. Like donations, tags, all sorts of things. It's it's an art and it's a science and it's not something that we're just going to learn out of the yeah. blue. This is knowledge that we have to go seek and we need to hire people that know this information to keep helping us as well. So, yeah. so, so powerful. It is absolutely okay. amazing. This has been such an incredible podcast. Loved it doing been. it. It is. Loved it. Thank you so much, guys. Let's move on to the next segment. Yeah. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. 
Okay, so guys, welcome to the final segment of the podcast, and we're going to have Mizo start us off. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even know whether to ask this question or not. Then, <laughs> 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 what are the 10 books that changed your life? <laughs> <laughs> We normally ask for one book that changed your life. It can be a business book, a real estate book, or a, a finance and investing book, really. <laughs> and you are welcome to give me more than one because that's yeah. how we get our listeners to, to reach out to books. Which, which ones would you, would you mm. say changed your life? Yeah. Rich Dad, Poor Dad mm. challenged my thinking. Robert Kiyosaki. Mm. That is an award winner. Yeah. There is a book that was written by Dr. Stephen R. Covey called The Seven Habits of Seven Highly Habits. Effective People. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, The Seven Habits became the anchor because it showed me that the, the maturity continuum, actually, you know, the, the three stages of life, dependent, yeah. we all we all born dependent, we okay. then achieve independence progressively. Sure. And then we end there for many of us. There is the third level, which is mm -hmm. interdependent. That is the exclusive preserve of only independent people. Covey, Covey, my goodness, the seven habits plus rich dead, poor dead. I read them both in 2002. To this day, I still have those books as guides in my life. I wrote a book as well, and I quote them a lot in there for in the there. value they gave me. Please There's tell us book. what your book is. Yes, what's the name of your book? My book, I, I, I wrote a book and then I, I, wrote, I gave away the Facebook edition of it. I wrote it after my daughter's uh, 17th birthday. Right. And I wrote it on Facebook in like 10 consecutive days. Oh. I wrote it every day between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. I wake up very early and, and, and I call it my hour of power Tony Robbins gave to me. So I, I, I work on myself. I spend five hours every single day with me. No one else. Yeah. Just yeah. me. This is my time. I believe in that. <laughs> to to the and so I wrote this book. It's, the title of my book is Thriving in the Fourth Industrial Revolution Beyond Survival. So I'm talking about How thriving. How do we get it? How do we get it? You come book? to me. To get it, okay. you, you get it from me. So I give it to you because, yeah, I, there, it's read, but it's read in different parts of the world. In Australia, it's read in different parts of the world. It's read by the elders, elderly members of society. It's read by kids in high school. Because in my job, I, I stimulate interest in science and thinking yeah, in a different I way. I could actually that do is science. my job. That is the job that you can't place a price on that one. That so. is that is my calling, actually. It's beyond a job. So I wrote this book. There is a book written by a man in 1910. It's called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Wattles. Yes. Oh my gosh. I the day like that book. That mm. one. <laughs> Wallace Wattles, especially when I met my mentor from Canada named Bob Proctor, whom yeah, I've never yeah. met physically and I meet online. Uh, you, you know, it's amazing today what you can do from the comfort of your own home 
with yeah, the internet access mm. you can do miracles he he the signs of getting rich is a book and a half oh, and of course there is a book i will always <laughs> recommend it gave me two businesses this book so which is napoleon hills think and grow <laughs> yeah rich. think and grow can i can i show you how much of a fan i am yes <laughs> please, please napoleon please. hill yeah he says in that book well firstly he defines education i'm here to solve two problems education and economics only two problems sure. and they are mm-hmm. intertwined all right so he says education is derived from a latin word educe which means to induce to develop or to draw out from within mm-hmm. yeah right? Yeah. and then he goes on to define what an educated person is he says an yeah. educated person is not necessarily one with an abundance of general or specialized knowledge mm-hmm. but one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they can go out and get whatever they want or its equivalent without violating the rights of others Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Especially the part of without violating without the rights, violating of, the rights of others. That's so we honorable. Mm. We create, we don't compete. When yes. we compete, we step on each other's toes. Toes, mm. absolutely. Fact, they say amateurs compete, professionals create. Mm. Oh. Mm. So, All right. These books, as a man thinketh, is it's it's another book by James Allen, uh, James uh, an Allen. English author. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, I read. Oh, let me let me let me tell you what he says, <laughs> <laughs> and then we can pass. <laughs> I I apologize. I know that I'm off script, and you you guys want to pass, and this guy is hanging on to this part. And you Not at all. Like Not I literally. Do you know how many people message me and say you could have gone on for another four hours and we didn't have minded? We do. <laughs> yeah, so I, our I audience another... also doesn't mind. So I couldn't good. find you during lockdown where we could just <laughs> sit for five. I, I have another session with engineers at at eight, so we're dealing with uh, space there. Okay. You see, in wow. as a man think as a man thinketh the author. Yeah. You see, when you look in the mirror. What you see is not a reflection of yourself but the average person believes it is. Mm. It's a reflection of my physical body. I am not my mm. body. I am a spiritual mm. being. So I've never seen myself. I've never seen my mind. The only part of me I've ever seen is my body. The only part that can be in one place at a time. True. All right, I am omnipresent, I am omniscient and I'm omnipotent. I've inherited three qualities from the creator God, the owner so, of the universe we study with telescopes. Okay. Now, here is the thing. Have you ever wondered what is the mirror of your mind? Have you ever asked yourself that? The mirror of the body is this mirror that they took di go motsa bora go lwa rona ka yona ba ba bontsa ba re tswa bo bo bo. And then ba re tsela le Rasala lesi poni you know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think but, about it. Um, the mirror of your mind, according yeah. to Buddhism, is your external is your external environment. Oh so with, my as gosh. within, so without. It is. So, you so within, so as within, so without. Friend from now on, you <laughs> I know. are my best friend from now on. James uh, James Allen gives it to us. He says, 
<laughs> he says, mind is the master power that molds and makes. Mm. And man is mind. Yeah. Evermore, he takes the tool of thought and shaping what he wills brings forth a thousand joys or a thousand ills. Yes. He thinks in secret and it comes to pass. <gasps> and environment mm. is but his looking glass. Mm, mm, mm. So the mirror of the mind is your circumstances, environment, and conditions. Mm. So poverty can be eliminated, not by dealing with the externals, but by going inside, inside. and dealing with the mind that is creating everything twice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, I tried yeah. for one book. You got six <laughs> or seven. <laughs> <laughs> I I am so happy with these. Like I think it's I time for so me to go back to reading them again. Reading right, some more. Yes, like, that's what yeah. I don't know how to quote. I I I just know that all my books merge into one. They swim into each other. Yeah. And the minute you read Napoleon Hill, you can't not mm. go and find Bob Proctor. And then oh. and then anyway. Yeah, yeah. So let's go. It's a. <sighs> Okay, I just feel like I want to plug an author here. He's not like metaphysical and all that, but guys, yeah. I found someone really awesome along the same lines. His name is Jaya John, amazing author, and he's got this book called um, "Daughter Drink from This" or something. It's been like my favorite finding of 2021. So also just really profound life lessons, just powerful. Love it. Yeah. So just adding, I feel like. Like since we're already in the library of books today, let's yeah. just, let's just do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Daniel, okay. I feel like you've already told us what inspires you, but really? let's ask the question anyway. What keeps you inspired? <laughs> so, so I'm inspired by the, there is an astrophysicist in America. His name is Neil deGrasse Tyson. He looks like mm. me. Okay. All right. He's I the love best science. Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's so good. He is the best science communicator in the world. By the way, I'm a science communicator. Just in yeah. case you didn't know, which is a which is a rarity because scientists don't. Hey, they are the worst. I know. They I know, know what they know. We, we they know what trouble. they know. Yeah, we are in trouble. Yeah. yeah. So Neil deGrasse Tyson said something, and a friend passed it on to me. His name okay. is Sam Ramitz. I'll never forget it. Yes. Uh, we are in the Black Scientist uh, Forum together. Forum. Sam passed yeah. it. Neil deGrasse Tyson said, he's an astrophysicist. So he says, okay. we, we are as complex as the universe mm. because there is an entire universe lying dormant within us. Mm. I added, waiting to be discovered explored and exploited to whatever ends we desire. Wow. wow. So I am inspired by the idea that the outer universe, 95 plus percent of which is invisible, mm. it's locked up. That which God put on display for, the, for everybody to see, the billions of galaxies, that yes. we study with telescopes. Its equivalent is within me. Mm. 
Mm. And I can tap that inner universe and do what we call mining gold, platinum, and diamond and bring those to the surface for the world to enjoy, enjoy. force. Because mm. that in truth is every human was brought here to deliver a unique life assignment in their lifetime, mm. which so. they don't know how long they have. I don't know. Tomorrow mm. I could be gone. Mm. That's why I live every day as if it's my last. I love like I've never been hurt. Okay. So I'm inspired by the idea that I am unique in the world and that within me lies everything I need to be, to do, to have, Mm. and to give all that I can be, do, have, and give. Amen. Mm. That's my inspiration. That's it. Mm. That's it. Mm. Is there anything, therefore, that you wish you had known or done before embarking on your property investment journey? (laughs) Are there any regrets? Do you you think, oh, man, I should have known this? Yeah. The the painful experiences we go through Mm. are wonderful aids in our lives and guides because growing up poor, means I develop the hunger to explore. And okay. once I find, I am like the bull terrier that bites and never lets go. <laughs> it is all that, you see, when I'm poor, yeah. I have the greatest advantage so. over those who grew up with privilege. Why? I have the hunger. I don't need external motivation by my own everyday scenario was motivation enough. So I realized that the underdog has the greatest advantage. The day I realized that the best investment return I can get out of property is infinite return. And that's when you divide by zero. Five divided by zero is infinity. The same as three divided by zero. So division by zero is the ultimate investment skill any investor can learn. And I'm a master in that department. Sure. Sure. Wow. Wow. So um, what do you think you still need to learn in property and property investing and even wealth creation? Section 13, sex of the yes. Act. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> someone wrote me a text message about it last week. I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll find someone to come and explain it. They, they actually we order. Have been promising. I'm telling you, they order yeah. podcast episodes. They're like, you yeah. guys have never covered Section 13, 13 sex. <laughs> yes. Section 13 sex. <laughs> is the ultimate investor stimulus package in South Africa. Mm. <laughs> the ultimate. The ultimate. If, okay. you ever, if you ever believe this statement that the South African government wants you to be rich, many people don't believe it. It's amazing. Government goes out of its way to write tax incentives into the tax law that we don't take advantage of. And the laws are not written for lawyers. They are not written mm. for tax consultants and accountants. The laws are written for citizens. Yeah. So reading the law 
understanding the provisions of the law, what they allow me to do, what they disallow me or prohibit me from doing. Like employees are prohibited from deducting a lot of expenses they incur. Of course. Income. But entrepreneurs and investors are allowed the same things that are denied employees. So, understanding yes, that. that. Yes. What is yes. that about? It, oh, don't get me Can started. Can I tell you what it's about? <laughs> I've done research. So, government is always looking for partners. To develop an economy, there are three major partners. It's the government, mm. businesses, households. Mm. Now, <clears throat> there are good partners and bad partners. Good partners are those who help the government and even take some of the responsibility of the government upon their shoulders. Those are good for the government and the government incentivizes them. This is why Ramaphosa goes to divorce to attract investors. Good for the economy. He will bend over backwards to give them protection of their investments, a stable Mm. environment, tax incentives that will make the deal so sweet that they leave London and come set up shop in Marikana. Okay. Mm. Then there are employees. Employees largely are consumers. Mm. As long as they, you know, in, in Lion King, they say a hyena's belly is never full. Yeah. Okay. And Kipiria Mangala cannot be interpreted so so employees generally are consumers and in times of change did you see during the pandemic who 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 is needed most who, who, who keeps the jobs intact? It is the employers, it is the investors, it's the business owners. Okay. Yeah. That's why the two richest families each brought one billion rand to the party to say, let us save businesses. Because when we save businesses, automatically we've saved the jobs that those mm, businesses create. Of course. <clears throat> so if if for us to break through this economic curse and start generating what we call intergenerational wealth of the Oppenheimers mm. and, the, and the Ruperts, we need to understand that being a producer makes you attractive, not just yeah. to the government of the country you were born in. If I go yes. to Botswana, where my wife is now, and I, I go there as an entrepreneur, I, cre- I create jobs for Botswana. Do you yes. think that Sisi will welcome me and love me? Of yes. course. Especially if I help him win elections. You see, remember, he goes to Botswana and he says, Botswana right. mm. Now, governments generally don't create jobs. They create an enabling environment for entrepreneurs to come and create the jobs. Oh. Yes. So they, they stimulate entrepreneurs create to come the in. environment. Mm. Yes. So we come in. I think first prize would, would be when governments learn 
to invest enough in the education of their citizens that they have enough investors and entrepreneurs that they don't have to go and sell for direct foreign investment to come in because it comes at a cost. Remember those entrepreneurs also want to set up, uh, you know, uh, they want to set up uh, headquarters in this so-called tax haven so that they can take as much of their profits out of this country legally and, Mm. and keep as much of it. But they will employ our people. They will build infrastructure. They will yeah. create a supplier network. So mm. the wheels of the economy will turn. Yes. So we need to inculcate this mindset that entrepreneurship is the way, is the best way to Not serve the best our way. of value. It really is. It is. It is. It, it is. Really it is. is. It is. Yeah. But like, in South Africa, we are probably the only people who don't know that. The other economies, African uh, economies, know that, that yeah. entrepreneurship is the one thing you don't kill, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. carry on. Um, yeah. So my last question yeah. to you, that uh, is, um, what what property resource or wealth resource do you want to share? One single place, a video or a podcast or one person that you want to send my listener to who's listening now and they're like, I had it at episode 108. Which resource you, do you want to send them to? My mentor, Dr. Hannes Dreyer's Wealth Creators University, sure. the one-stop shop for property investment, wealth creation. He he made me see someone who was always in me and helped him bring bring him out. Bring him forth. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We hear you. I recommend him highly from personal experience. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, so, Daniel, why did you say, I know, oh, how Daniel came to be on the show was through That's Lauren. Interesting. Through yeah. Lauren Braithwaite. <laughs> so, really? Yes. So, Lauren sent me a WhatsApp message and she was, um, his part of an alma mater that, um, oh of, as he said, of scientists, etc. So, he had a speaking engagement and Lauren is also part of that organization. And she shared the details of Daniel speaking. And I was like, wow, this sounds interesting. And she was like, he should be on your podcast. So (laughs) I was like, yeah, we're always looking for guests. Thank you. So then she was like, okay, I'm going to write to him and introduce you, uh, introduce you guys. And she did. (laughs) And he didn't even take long. This was like two weeks ago. And then we spoke over WhatsApp and he was like, yes, I definitely want to come. So what I want to ask is what was your intention with coming on the show? Why did you say yes? And you can say anything. You can say, I want to get more students to mentor. I want to reach my goal of, yeah, teach, et cetera. And then how do people get hold of you? Because I am sure many people are listening to this and are like, I need to have a conversation with this man. So how do they get hold of you? And what was your intention in coming on the show? I'm a guy who likes to share my experience because it's a lived experience. Really? I'm also a guy who's always, you know, I'm always reaching out to Africa's 420 million young people aged between 10 and 35. 
I know that statistic very well because sure. that's part of Agenda 2063, the African Youth Demographic Dividend. Mm -hmm. So I came to the show to use it as a platform to communicate my story, which inspires me too. Mm -hmm. And I felt it is important that I share it with as many people as I can. And when I listened to the podcast, I did check you guys out. I listened to a few of them and I yeah. said, this, this is a fantastic. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know many platforms that are reaching Africans yeah. that share this kind yeah. of information. Mm -hmm. And so I commend you guys for just being yeah. there. Thank you. Because that, that on its you. own, it's a massive, what you put out there will be there 10 years from today. Yes. So so it's, yes. it's, it's really not about the instant profits uh, mm. in the work that you do. It's about yes. the consistent, reliable, steady supply of Nothing. various wavelengths and frequencies around mm. one topic. The, yes. the 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 wealth of you know real estate means royal estate like real madrid is royal oh, madrid okay. mm. <laughs> yes that's what it means it is the estate yes, yeah. of the kings so yes. every human should, should be part of it so yeah i came on for that and i really trusted the connection that she made for me with you guys because you know those isa cditp uh those are the founders those are the people who conceptualized rural boys like myself being given opportunity to study sciences that are at the cutting edge in strate mm -hmm. strategic importance to our economy so i trusted on just on the basis of trust i trusted that she will connect me with very credible people and here today i have witnessed for myself just how incredible you ladies are i i really hope that your show grows and it reaches more people and we get as many people interested in discovering the beauty of real estate and the yeah. inherent wealth that is locked up within it Absolutely. yes oh my goodness. so how do people get hold of you, Daniel? Thank you for your kind words. I just want to acknowledge yes. that. Yeah. We yeah. feel it. And we, I we feel, well, I think we both feel, Misa and I, that the people that have come on this podcast hold that very same intention. Vision. They, yeah. they want to reach as many African people as possible. And they, they want to awaken us to just the possibilities that are possible just oh. self-empowerment, the beauty of leaving generational wealth for our children, not always having the next generation start from zero or a negative balance, but yeah. growing yeah. from that. So I think we've been very lucky. People have come on this podcast and they've shared this common they've vision. And they are passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I'm, 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 I'm on social media platforms okay. well. Honestly, Facebook is where I hang around most of the time. I'm on LinkedIn. Twitter, I'm not very active, but I follow. <laughs> I am there. I don't post a lot on Twitter. I should. They've told me, my daughters kept saying to me, Papa, you're just from Limpopo. You know, you need to be the guy, you know. 
you need to be out there. Twitter, yeah, I'm not very active on Twitter, but I do have a Twitter handle and I don't know it. So Facebook, <laughs> I am. <laughs> so so, but if you search, if you search for, if you just go to YouTube, I have a lot of videos on YouTube. I'm oh, always, wow. yeah. If you go to YouTube and say, create your own economy with Dan Matapola, you will find the presentation that. Uh, the seniors set in on the 7th of January 2022 that I gave and where I was giving my journey from Stellenbosch graduate to uh, the African billionaire who changed the world by changing himself. That's what I call myself on, on social media platforms. So, yeah, I, you just search for Dan Matapula. I'm sure that uh, knowing my face, you will find me and I'm always mm. eager to connect and to to make life more meaningful man mm. so wow yeah so that we really really appreciate you appreciate your time we yeah. just appreciate you for being for african kids as well yeah. and and this podcast i can tell you watch watch this there you'll get the link yeah. you will see it is just gonna explode in our faces but thank you it again. is exploding in our faces <laughs> <laughs> thank oh you. my thank gosh you it is and i feel like this conversation is not complete um yes. because um i already have made a plan in my notes so <laughs> thank you Vangelia, for for finding and thank you lauren for doing this for us mm. and people who believe in this podcast yes. so let's meet again we've got a version two of this conversation Yes, I'm sure. I look forward already. Thank you very much. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. All right. And thank you, Property Magicians. Just the last note that we are sponsored by the Wealthy Ones Property Stockfile. And in the last six, well, now seven weeks, we are almost at what 1.6 million rand raised in seven wow. weeks so yeah. guys if you're interested in the stock file you can go to Stockfella, which is available on iStore on the apple store on android and even on huawei so just go to petal search on huawei download Stockfella, create an account if you're from lesotho i think namibia swaziland south africa and if you cannot create an account uh, because you're not from those four countries you can still join the stock file we have people joining from thailand uk etc all other countries and they use our bank account you'll find all the details to the stock file at wealthy-money.com forward slash stock file again wealthy-money.com forward slash stock file so thank you for tuning in and do join us in the journey of the stock file and tune in next week for another incredible podcast thank you thank you for listening property magicians my name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. 
find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money Group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as Vangile Makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at miranda@wealthy-money.com again Inbox me at miranda@wealthymoney.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.